0: honestly that's what i was gonna say that it's really more about ease than it is about anything else i i would rather leave from miami than port everglades but a ship is a ship and i'll (laughs) go where it is
1: Hey DCL Duo fans, just a quick note that this week's bonus episode is a rebroadcast of a live show that we did on Monday evening doing our regular Disney Cruise Line news and commentary and also answering some listener questions. So because it's a live show, we have not spent a ton of time editing the audio this time around. You're going to kind of get what we broadcast live. And so please forgive the audio artifacts that are in here that we would normally edit out. But uh, we hope you enjoy this week's bonus episode and we'll be back later this week with more on our main show. So on to the episode. To this week's bonus episode of the DCL Duo podcast, we are going to be talking some Disney Cruise Line news, a little bit of commentary, and uh, some listener questions this evening. I want to start by welcoming in, as always, my co-host, the other half of this duo, Sam. Welcome, Sam.
2: Hello. I'm fist bumping still to that countdown music. The Zemo, I, Zemo, fist, bumps. The Zemo f- fist bumps. I love the countdown music and <laughs> always makes me want to fist bump to it.
1: So. All right. Well, Zemo fist bumps. Well. <laughs> We are, uh, we're late on the East Coast, so I want to keep things rolling here. We wanted to start off the show, though, by thanking all of our Patreon subscribers out there. So big thank you to the Patreons. Uh, Just wanted to shout out their names. So thank you, Steve Creasy, Jim and Deb Mason, Jonathan Heil, Jeffrey Feddersen, Jennifer Swart, Chris Braga, and Steve Elsis out there for supporting the show. We really appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there. Thank you for supporting us. And uh, yeah, we really, we We really appreciate it.
2: we raise the roof to you and we bow <laughs> down to you
1: all at once. <laughs> well, there, you go. there you go. Also, I have to do one other big thank you as evidenced by our background here. We got to thank our show sponsor, Touring Plans. Uh, we use Touring Plans to book some of our own Disney Cruise Line vacations and uh, love, love, love our travel advisor over there. So if you'd like to support the show, you can always join us at Patreon or you can head over to touringplans.com slash travel and uh, book your your travel through touring plans and let them know the dcl duo sent you so it's a great uh, great experience we have and remember they cost you nothing extra using a travel agent for disney and 99 of cases cost you nothing extra uh disney pays their fee so thank you touring plans for sponsoring the show now now we're going to switch backgrounds we're going to get into the news and we're going to welcome in our favorite Woo. favorite guest co-host adrian welcome adrian Hi. hey
2: Hey guys! Hey, we're so happy to see you. Sorry, it's late on the East Coast. It's still bright and early. I'm up.
0: It's all
1: good. <laughs> <laughs> all good. Well, we have a lot to cover because we've we've actually we usually do this monthly, and we had to miss last month, and so much has happened that we've whittled this down to a, a few topics. But um, I wanted to start with something that came up for me today that we reminded folks about on our Facebook page. Uh, But that came as a surprise even to Adrian uh, this evening as we were talking before the show, which is future cruise credits. So Mm -hmm. if you, like us, stacked up some future cruise credits due to the pandemic, um, I got an email this morning from Disney Cruise Line just, you know, letting me know that they were going to apply about $3,000 worth of our future cruise credits as an onboard credit. To our upcoming three night uh, dream cruise that we just booked in August uh, with the return to sailing, which we'll talk about a little bit later, they're going to apply those cruise credits as onboard credit to that cruise, even though we'd already paid in full for the cruise using future cruise credits. And so posted that on Twitter uh, came to be that, that lots of folks were like, oh, I totally forgot about that. So The tip for everyone out there is that if you have a cruise booked on Disney Cruise Line and you have future cruise credits and uh, you have some left over after you've paid for that upcoming cruise, Disney's going to apply them automatically to that sailing as an onboard credit to your account if you don't use them to pay another cruise or book another cruise seven days prior to the sailing, that, that first sailing. And so have a plan for these future cruise credits. We're hearing some conflicting information about what will happen to the onboard credit. If you don't use it, right. uh I was shocked they were gonna put three thousand dollars on a three night cruise because I have no
2: way. There's no way
1: we could spend a night yeah.
2: On that's Disney the thing. Food. That's the thing. I mean, if you wanna can you even do yeah, that? I mean, if you <laughs> wanted to apply like five hundred dollars worth of credits for a three night cruise, that's maybe understandable because you you know, drinks and if you're doing Apollo or Remy or something like that or spa treatment. But I don't know how one would spend $3,000 other than if you spend it all at Tiffany um, (laughs) in three days. So yeah, so pay attention to that. You can probably adjust it so that you can apply some of it to your onboard account, but not all of it. uh, Or do as we do, or do as Brian did, which is Just tell them to put it back in the pot to our future cruise credit because we have other cruises that have not yet paid in full.
1: It's not just put it back in the pot. I actually have to go ahead and get it applied to a future cruise at least seven days prior to our sailing. If it's still Mm -hmm. there at seven days, it's going on our onboard account. So I reached out to our travel agent to have her tell me just pick a cruise that's going to consume that credit and put it on there. So make sure you have a plan for those future cruise credits. So, all right, let's uh, let's get into the fun news. Um, Yeah. We're going to start, as always, with our favorite topic, which is food and dining. Uh, it's, it's been a while since these yep. announcements came out, but this show isn't about breaking news. This show is about our own thoughts and reactions and commentary on the news. And so let's start with the Avengers dining experience on board The Wish. We got more details. And so it's the quantum encounter. Is that right, Sam? Am I yeah, getting that right? Quant-
2: quantum encounter. And then there's going to be a quantum core on your table.
1: That's right. Every table will have a quantum core. It sounds like it's going to be an interactive experience. Yes. World-themed food from, from Avengers locales, including Wakanda, New York, and Sokovia. Adrian, <laughs> how are you feeling about the Avengers experience on board the Disney Wish?
0: I'm very excited. I'm I, I'm, you know, it's exciting. I think it's every every time they're released a little bit more and a little bit more sprinkles of what we're going to get on that cruise. It just makes it that much more exciting to go mm-hmm. and want to be on it. I, there isn't one thing that they released that I've been like, huh. I don't know. Everything just except keeps Aladdin. building further and further. <laughs> except, <Okay>. except Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll, I, yeah, I might give you that one. <laughs> but, um, it's 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 been very interesting. I'm very excited and you know Brian and I were saying they better have shawarma. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I'm trying to yeah. figure out what the sokovia related food is going to oh, be. Um, I mean, uh, I don't know, something <laughs> Yeah, something <laughs>
2: Slavic. Yeah. I, it'll yeah. be interesting to see what how they play on this with the quantum core. The idea is supposed to be that um things can get bigger and smaller, right? Smaller. Yeah. So we'll see like what that means. I don't know if that's going to be you're going to see some food in front of your eyes get bigger or get smaller. that would be kind of amazing. But um, if it's not, it might be more like what they have got going on at Pim's Test Kitchen in uh, Avengers right. Campus at Disneyland, which is just play playing with sizes of food, like a gigantic candy bar, um, which Brian and I had, which was utterly delicious, um, <laughs> or or a giant piece of Fried chicken on a tiny little slider bun um you know playing on sizes so we'll see what that's going to be um but i agree i'm with adrian i'm looking forward to it and can't wait to see how they do whatever they
1: yeah. do i'm excited that it's ant-man and the wasp because i feel like that introduces a good <laughs> amount of comedy into the mix i mean i agree uh, so i think that'll be good and i think the way they described it was essentially the quantum core malfunctions and ant-man style hijinks ensues and so um i think that's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, this does sound more and more like an animator's palette kind of experience where you get the crowd involved. And so I think that's going to be good. Um, Other food announcements, uh, Mickey and friends, as well as the Marceline market. So Marceline market is going to be the new cabanas. Essentially. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, It sounds like the description of Marceline market will get Disney potentially away from the two-sided mirrored buffet Mm -hmm. and have more like themed stalls i, I don't know that, that's certainly a possibility based on how they're describing it but adrian what do you think about marceline market
0: I, listen i like the idea i think it's great I, anything that brings a little bit of a like a disney history kind of mm-hmm. thing sprinkle in there is fun i think it will be great um i i think that buffets are going to be handled completely different and that is what I think you alluded to, Brian? Right? I mean,
1: yeah, and that and that and I don't think like right now when you walk into Cabanas, it's like here's the row of like I don't know chicken fingers, fries, plates, like, some food. Right? Yeah. yeah. It, this sounds like more like there's going to be an experience of like, hey, we've got one thing over here, then they're they're doing chorma, and one thing over here is doing, yeah, you know, salads. And- it's
0: it's going to be it's going to be a little bit different. I think it's going to be a little bit more spread out. Mm-hmm to keep people from from being on top of each other i mean you have to you have to go with what is right now to yeah well, i
1: think they described it as like a food hall almost yeah. which Murth in, in food halls yeah well in food halls yeah, are kind it's of really different popular.
0: it's different it's different areas
1: yeah Yeah, Yeah.
2: I wonder how it will be laid out though, because you still have like a central kitchen, right? And the way cabanas is, is sort of a, I'll call it a horseshoe shape for cabanas because that way they can get the food and there's some kitchen space in between, or they bring the the food up or down or whatever from, uh, you know, from other levels where there's even more kitchen space. So I don't know what it's going to, how the layout is, but I do like the idea of this food stalls and that each one is going to have a different theme um, as opposed to cabanas, which is just like the two sides of the horseshoe. Yeah. The two sides of the horseshoe are like lines and they're almost identical to one another. They might have things slightly placed differently, but yeah, it's just kind of a mirror image.
0: I think it's going to, I think that with the stalls, I think it will be spread throughout the dining room in pieces where it's more like a, like a little shop, like a, you know, and, and I think it will just sprawl people further apart to keep people more interested in different ways. I hope
2: so. That's what I'm hoping it is. I'm not sure it's going to be like that.
0: Um, Adrian, but i the vibe that I got. Yeah. I, it's the vibe that I got, but until we, in, until they drop it, we really don't Yeah. Know. But I love yeah. that idea.
1: Yeah. Well, in other big news, we are finally getting, Mexican food at sea. They announced the <laughs> um, the slate of of restaurants for the pool deck, and among others, we are getting some. I mean, among sort of a regular grill and that sort of stuff. It sounds like we are going to get a cantina style experience and barbecue. Yeah. I think it's Donald's Cantina, which makes sense with the Trace Caballeros. Yeah, uh, I forget who the barbecue inspired character is, but um, barbecue and Mexican food, Sam. You excited to get some, I don't know, enchiladas at sea or?
2: (laughs) (laughs) So it's funny, you know, Mexican food is actually, you know, not as Brian knows, not my favorite cuisine. It's probably one of Brian's favorite cuisines. But I do enjoy some, you know, some nachos or quesadilla every once in a while. So I do like the idea of having Mexican food available on board and not just that little tiny bit of nacho station that you sometimes get in cabanas. So I think it's it's a great thing to have as a part of the the pool. Deck food. I think it's going to be super popular. I hope they'll rotate through different kinds of like, I hope they'll do like little street tacos and things like that, or taco salads. Like, I I feel like there's a Mm -hmm. lot of opportunity um, for different stuff. One of my favorite things on, gosh, I think it's on the dream now is on that pool deck, there's like Mediterranean food that you can get, like Euros. And so I love that. And so I wonder if it's going to be sort of the, the, answer to that, but with Mexican yeah. food.
1: Yeah. Adrian, how are you feeling about barbecue and wow. Mexican food?
0: Are you kidding? <laughs> That's the best one ever. I, every, I told you, every time they announce something food-wise, it just gets better and better with each food announcement. I think that it's a change-up and they should do a change-up. You know, I mean, who doesn't like a good taco so,
1: on <laughs> I'm excited for it. I'm just going to say the following. All of the food stations that they currently have around the pool area, I'm going to label as non-messy food items. Like ability to handhold chicken fingers, hamburgers, (laughs) even the the gyros or shawarma that they have on the pool deck. Mexican food, you know, outside of a few things, and barbecue especially can get pretty messy. And so, I'm interested to see what they try to do. I'm wondering if the barbecue will be more like sandwiches. Yeah, um, I bet it's.
2: I'm sure it's not going to be sab- like I ribs. Think, I don't think. I, I think, think they'll can, be yeah. Yeah. yeah pulled pork yeah. sandwiches, brisket maybe sandwiches.
1: Makes me wonder if they can't see that's going to be like burritos, right? Something you can.
0: They might have they may have skewers like barbecue skewers. Yeah. I mm-hmm. can see them doing skewers too. Yeah. I think that you're, and you're right because when I think back, when when I think of the pool deck food, what do I really think of? I think of exactly what you said, the hamburgers, the chicken. And I think of the, my favorite, those wraps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those are good. <laughs> those, yeah. Yeah. Those wraps are really
2: good. I like yeah. the Caesar salad one. And that's my yeah, favorite one. The Caesar salad. And I actually like the tuna one too. Yeah.
0: yeah. They're all good, but I'm just thinking. You're right; it could, it could get messy. But I think they're going to do skewers and sandwiches. Yeah, I think. All you're right. right. Well,
1: let's move on to some bigger news, which is the announcement that Disney will be homeporting a ship in I think 2023 or twenty and 2023 to 2024 will be homeporting out of Port Everglades as opposed to Miami. So, and the mm-hmm. documentation we saw was that this would be a move. This would not be um, adding a ship. Mm -hmm. To Southern Florida, this would be moving a ship in Southern Florida from Port Miami to Port Everglades. Adrian, good move to go to Port Everglades. I'm. I will say I was pretty vocal about this, uh, and you know, meh like just meh like I, I, Miami is iconic, and so I've sailed out of Port Everglades. Or from a few people, you know, it's easier to get there. Maybe it just doesn't.
0: Honestly, that's what I was going to say. That it's really more about ease than it is about anything else. I, I would rather leave from Miami than Port Everglades, but a ship is a ship. And I'll where it is. <laughs> so I, um, I feel
2: the same, Adrian. I think the difference. Well, I think it's going to be different depending on who you ask. I think people who sail as um, families with younger kids are actually going to like sailing out of Port Everglades. Um, there's plenty of places to stay. It's not going to be like staying on South Beach in Miami. Um it's right. it's a
0: the cost that it'll be exactly. cost efficient it'll be easy
2: to get to cost efficient as compared to Miami. So I think that you're going to see I do think that the the adults only folks are going to be a little disappointed because they might want to stay a couple nights and party in Miami on the front or the back end of the cruises. So I think that's going to be the difference. Um I will say I'm excited for it because I got family that have um places that I could stay. Near Fort Lauderdale, I do not have any place to stay near Miami. So,
1: well, Fort Lauderdale is not that far away from Miami. You could stay in Fort Lauderdale and cruise out of Miami pretty easily. Sure, but I
2: have
0: even closer when we're talking about the Palm Beach area. So, Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's also you know when you fly into Fort Lauderdale, it's a less onerous airport than Miami, too. For sure, it's it's, so I I get the vibe. I mean. Honestly, if you really, I would sooner just constantly sail out of, you know, Port Canaveral, but yeah. that's not happening. So.
1: Yeah.
0: well, There's only so many ships you can have, have there at a yeah. time. So. I
2: still want to do a Marvel Day at Sea. And I don't know when they, you know, when they return to the theming, the themed cruises like Marvel Day at Sea and Star Wars Day at Sea. I wonder if they're going to continue like they've had with Miami being Marvel Day at Sea cruises almost exclusively um meaning they don't sail out of canaveral i wonder if fort everglades oh. is going to have those in order to attract people oh, to those certain. cruises and so yeah, so
0: i want to star wars ones too. yeah so i want to sail they do out star of wars, there to do, the they do star Diary. wars out
1: of they do star wars out of port canaveral though too so yeah. yeah yeah
0: they do but i but i i agree i think the theming will be on the other ones more to get people to go yeah
1: yeah, yeah. um Adrian, you actually noted before uh, off-air before we started that uh, they had canceled or, or at least paused plans for the Brightline station at Disney Springs. You know, right
0: now there is no construction happening at all at the Springs. It is a hundred percent paused. So I don't know what's happening fully. I just know that it is completely on pause. Yeah. Um, wow. Construction has stopped nothing has happened
1: wow yeah, you know it was it was so. interesting when i first saw this announcement about home porting out of port everglades my immediate reaction was what does that mean for the bright line now now someone pointed out yeah but hopefully there is a going to be a bright there is going to be a bright line station near uh fort lauderdale so i don't know that it necessarily changes anything big um but if for whatever reason they stop building the bright line station at disney that's certainly i mean the one time I might consider taking a cruise out of Port Everglades, I would want to like go to Disney, maybe take the train down get on the ship, you know, like mm-hmm. that sort of thing. I don't want to have to fly between right. cities. I don't have to drive the two and a half hours or four hours, whatever it is. Like, you know, if I'm going to sail and have to drive, I want to go to Port Canaveral. So I'm, I'm hoping this is not an, kind of like a deinvestment in this, you know, this train and that sort of thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not sure what's happening, but they better start to figure it out because they decided to, spew themselves right and do away with magical express sooner than later because of the bright the line, bright line. yeah yeah and now there is no bright line there's nothing happening huh. so i don't I, i'm not quite sure what's happening there but I'll keep my eyes on that one too. I just I was floored when I when I found out today that it was completely scratched and whole on. That's hold. crazy. Yeah. Hey, we have a couple of
2: folks who are watching who said hi, so I just want to shout out and say hi to Derek and say hi to Chad. Derek is from the Rope Drop Radio uh, podcast, and Chad is from the My DVC Points podcast. So, hi, you guys! Thanks for watching us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I've put up a banner. Feel free to submit questions. We'll answer them on the air. We're going to get quickly to our listener question portion here soon, where we have some questions that have come in over Facebook and some other forums. Um, well, let's move to some positive news, positive news. The dream uh, announced last week, this announced last week that the dream will start regular sailings on August 9th, three and four night, August 9th, three and four night sailings from Port Canaveral converted a bunch of the existing cruises over to double dips, that's like winning a lottery, I think, if you had a cruise booked and it got kind of converted <laughs> to a double dip. Uh actually sparked us to go ahead and book a cruise on the dream on the 20th. So I think we're on the fourth sailing of the dream uh back to sailing. So excited about that. But along with those announcements came a whole bunch of protocols. Um Touring Plans actually has a great article just detailing the protocols. So if you head over to their blog, uh, touringplans.com slash blog, they have an article up that goes through all the different protocols that we found very helpful as we digested all the information coming out of Disney. Uh, But thought we'd highlight a few of them here in Gage Reactions. Is anyone surprised that they are going to require either COVID testing before you show up and at the port or vaccination? Uh, Anyone shocked by that? No
0: one they would. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I
1: wonder.
2: This is is a good thing. This is a good thing.
1: I, I do. Yes. I do wonder someone asked me the other day, what do you think they'll do if someone tests positive and they took Disney Cruise Line transportation to the terminal? And I don't have an answer to that question. Uh, I don't know if they would disqualify you know,
0: the whole just bus. Got, you just silenced me because I really never <laughs> thought about that. This is the reason, Adrian,
2: why good. we have booked a rental car instead yep. of booking Disney transportation to the port because yeah. we don't know what Disney's going to do under those circumstances. And Brian and I are fully vaccinated, but our son, Nathan, is not. And so we don't want to jeopardize our ability to get on or his ability, which means our ability to get mm-hmm. on the ship. If we, you know, unknowingly took transportation with somebody who ends up testing positive. So we're just being more cautious, even though, you know, we know everybody will have been tested or be vaccinated. We just think it's a good idea to opt out of Disney transportation to the port at this time.
1: Yeah. Sam, what caught your attention? What caught your attention most about the protocols?
2: Um, well, a couple of things you have to now sign up on a separate website, not just through Disney to either input your vaccination information or to input your, your test information once that's done and to make sure you're all registered. So it's just an extra registration step, um, through for your cruise. And then when you're doing check-in, you are having to book, um, Time at the kids club for your kid, two and a half hours, I think is the maximum you can book online per day. Uh, I've heard rumblings that it might be that you can book more on the ship, but it's unknown at this point, um, just based on what's available on the Mm -hmm. website. You know, you're, you're checking in 30 days in advance. So pretty much everybody uh, who's sailing in August is mostly checked in already. Um, And so it's, you know, there's just some, some different stuff. You can, you upload your picture, your passport ahead of time. So I think all of these things meant to sort of streamline your arrival at the port. So you don't spend a lot of time milling about at the port. They'll get you on the ship. Oh, and the port arrival times are all late. So when I say late, you know, you used to be able to couple show hours, up. A couple
1: hours behind, yeah. 11 yeah. o'clock used to be the earliest port arrival, I think.
2: And now it's uh, now it's 1 p.m., right? So the earliest, so concierge is like 1 p.m. And then everybody else, it doesn't matter if you're platinum. It's It doesn't seem to matter if you're platinum or gold or, or whatnot. Everybody else is, right. by 15-minute increments, it seems they're after. So, um, yeah, it, it, nothing uh, Nothing bad from my perspective, just some differences. Um, and for some people that kids club limitation may be a, a big deal. Um, also kids club, uh, indoors, you're wearing masks. So the kids are wearing masks in the kids club. The nursery is closed. You don't need to book, um, time for vibe and edge like you do for ocean club. So we're talking when I'm talking kids club booking, I'm talking for the three to 12 year old crowd, not for the older yeah. kids. Yeah, those are the things I saw, Adrian. Did you pick up anything in addition to those?
0: Not really. I mean, you really hit on it. I mean, it's, it's, it's all about testing and uploading and making sure that you have everything booked well before you go. Mm-hmm. You have to be on top of your game with this. You have to download, you have to be put all your information to make it smooth transition, because otherwise, when you get there, you're gonna be in a lot of you know, in a lot of trouble because they're going to want things. From yeah. You. It
2: feels a lot like our upcoming trip to Aulani, um, just to, with the Hawaii protocols, or you have to actually jump through a bunch of different hoops in order to travel there. And it feels kind of similar sure. with Disney cruise line. It's kind of the, a similar jumping through very, a couple of different websites, a couple of various hoops. And so, and right. making sure everything is booked in advance, um, because there is going to be some limitations on stuff.
0: The one disappeared. Yeah. My son just landed. Oh yeah. My son literally just texted me that he just landed oh. and he was thankful that he did the testing at his airport at the airport here mm-hmm. because there it's a two and a half hour wait when you land oh, to wow. get tested right wow. now. Oh, wow. Wow. He- Keep that
1: in mind, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the two things that stood out for me in the protocols. Uh, one, you know, I'm not surprised by anything that they're doing, and it all seems reasonable. I am, I, I am taking the hint from Disney, though, how much they're putting on top of people who aren't vaccinated. I, I think they're actively trying to yeah. dissuade unvaccinated cruisers from putting foot on their ship. So. Mm-hmm. You're not vaccinated. You got to go through two rounds of testing at your own expense. They're opting for PCR testing, which is more expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, both both mm-hmm. the port, the rapid tests, are going to charge you for. It's going to go on your stateroom account. Uh, you got to carry travel insurance, which ups the uh, ups the ante in terms of cost for your vacation. Uh, so you know they're really throwing a lot at the unvaccinated cruising population, um, and so. That seemed that, that just stood out to me, like the amount that they're mm-hmm. putting putting on there, which I don't disagree with. I just it was interesting to me. The other thing that really stood out to me is I am really curious to know what the capacity of these ships is for mm-hmm. some of these early sailings because we seem to be able to move dining really easily, even though we booked last minute, uh, even though we booked last minute and checked in, you know, last minute port arrival time, we could still get like the earliest port arrival time. We're in boarding group five, which I expected to be in a much later boarding group. So I I am we going to be really curious to see how many people are actually the on the ship. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm actually I,
2: really excited about that because I think it's going to be quite empty.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it is too. I, but, but I wonder if that, you know, at some level detracts from the yeah. vacation. Like it, the part of the ship that's fun is it, just like at the parks is the kinetic oh. energy around the ship. And if you're losing some of that kinetic energy, it, it'll just be a different experience. So it'll be interesting to see what it's right. like.
0: I got to I got to vote with Sam here <laughs> to get a chair, to get a chair on deck and be able to lounge out and not worry that there's millions of people around you. You know, thousands of people around you constantly. The boats were always packed. Yep. I mean, you could never even get a lounge chair. And, you know, even Cabana, all that was crazy. Yes. So I'm, I'm, I'm Sam T1. <laughs> yeah. um, I am sam t i do not It's. I'm sure it's i think these cruises that are just starting i really believe that they're still in the testing phases i think this is going to be a precursor to all the other cruises i think you guys are like the guinea pigs of who wants to go let's see and see how it works and see what's working and what's not to keep it going totally yeah.
2: i'm That's really right excited way. to be on deck and get a, a chair and you know be able to see nathan running over to that yellow water slide a million times uh, yeah. i think it's really going to be nice because i don't think it is going to be that crowded and i'm really excited frankly to see how things are in cabanas i know there things are going to be spread out you're not going to be able to touch the tongs i actually love that because one uh then i don't take huge portions <laughs> <that I> then <laughs> feel bad and it'll feel like i have to eat but two because i don't right. like everybody's germy hands touching the. Tongs at the cabanas (laughs) like it was pre pandemic. It's It's gross. So I'm happy to have cast members serve me food, even if I have to walk around with my plate in cabanas. So, yeah, yeah. We'll let you know know how it looks, Adrian, when we get back.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I can't. I'm so glad you're going. I'm jealous. You know that I'm jealous. I was jealous you went to to California already. I haven't even stepped foot in Disney World and I'm, I'm. itching i know yeah. i know
1: yeah. yeah well uh hey let's move on to some listener questions that we got i'm gonna start with the uh, questions you got from our patreons um our first question relates to have we ever done our own rapid fire round and if not that's what i want was the question and uh so jonathan thank you for that question we have actually done a few rapid fire rounds that are buried back in the deep cuts of this podcast um <laughs> That said, uh, we won't escape this question, but we're not going to do it tonight. What I'm going to do is the next time we all get together for Disney News, I'm going to let Adrian prepare a rapid-fire round for the two of us, uh, if she's willing, and she can, oh, ask, no. us her, she can ask us our Disney fa- deep-cut Disney favorites, uh, if she wants, and uh, and we will do a rapid-fire round then. So, thank you, John, right. for that question. I will work on that. I love it. <laughs> uh, next question is, what services, features, et cetera, that other cruise lines offer would you like to see on DC? Yeah, not Wi-Fi, since that's already been established on the show as a niche. <laughs> yes. You took it from me. You yeah, we talked me. about that. Uh, I, I, so I, I'll start and say the one thing that I really want to see on board is some sort of Sea um, Medallion or Magic Band kind of integration on the cruise line. I think the Key of the World yes. part is is fine, but other cruise lines have done a lot more with onboard tech using those. Um, Sea Medallions, RFID kind of stuff where they, like you order a drink and they know where you're sitting and someone just delivers the drink to you, right? Like Mm -hmm. I think there's opportunity for some magical experiences on board these ships using that technology. And so I would love to see them integrate Mm -hmm. that. Adrian, what's something that that Disney Cruise Line doesn't have right now that you'd love to see them implement? (laughs)
0: More of a drinking package. Mm -hmm. More of an alcohol package. I'm sorry. I just do. I, I think that that should be something offered Yeah, and it doesn't have to be like a, you know, a, a, a drinking fest. You could limit it and say, okay, for whatever X amount of dollars, you get five drinks a day instead of constantly laying out per drink, per drink, per drink. Yeah, I, I, I do. I think there should be some sort of Alcohol package for the adults. I do. Yeah.
2: Well, I would recommend to people to check out that passport at um sky at the Skyline Lounge on the Fantasy and the Dream because that is is the best thing uh, that comes close to a drinking package. It's not quite what Adrian's talking about, yeah. but it is it is something uh, really nice. And before I answer that question, I'm going to say hi to Samantha Triggs who is watching us on Facebook right now. Thank huge you. fan. She says, "Thank you yeah, thank you for, thank yeah, you thank for you being for a huge fan." Um. Okay. So so my I'm gonna give two things. Uh one is an escape room or puzzle room. Oh, oh yeah. I love it. Yeah. So, oh, I like yeah, that. Yeah, I know um I think it's Royal Caribbean on their really, the really, really large ships like Oasis and Symphony. I don't know if other cruise lines have this, but I I know that they have escape rooms or puzzle rooms and they've worked with on-land puzzle room or escape room creators to bring yeah. those onto the ships. Brian yeah. and I are both big fans of escape rooms, puzzle rooms in the Seattle area, and I would just love to see, like, a Disney-themed s- one. They could, they could
0: go- do something so... I was about to say, it should be, like, Disney. Should yeah. be like a Disney... Go- Goofy, lost the, yeah. Goofy yeah. lost the keys. Goofy
1: lost the keys. That can be the start of it. Like, Goofy lost so, the keys. we got to find it, yeah. yeah. And they, so make, that's, they can make two levels of it. They can make one totally. fun for kids and then one for for adults. Yeah, so, be Oh, great. my
0: God, the endless amount right? You know, they got to pay me. We should, for that. That. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: we should work on that. I know. We should work on this. I love it. It's a great idea. And then my second one that I would like to see, and this is. Well, I guess I have two more. One is I, I kind of want a oh, okay. sushi. Wait, wait, wait. You got you to limit
1: yourself I know, yourself here. I
2: know. Listen, I, I kinda, okay, so I, this one's like a tie. I kind of want a sushi restaurant on board as like, but this would be like an add-on. This would not be mm-hmm. like a rotational dining. But I also kind of like that some of the, the, uh, the competitors have, um, you know, Add add-on dining that is also family friendly. So, right oh, Disney yeah. Cruise Line, we only have the the additional dining options, are Remy and Paulo, and they're but and they're wonderful, but they're only adults only. It would be nice to see something that's a little bit different from the main dining, but still uh, a casual add-on experience for a family. So those are the All
1: right. those are mine. All
2: right. All Sorry, right. I gave like three.
1: No, no, no. All right. right, Here we go. We got another question here. Uh, This was a little tongue-in-cheek, but we're going to answer it anyway. So Craig out there asked, how did you first discover Disney Cruise Line? And the answer (laughs) is Craig. Uh, So he's asking facetiously, but I think we've talked about this on the show a couple times. We discovered Disney Cruise Line because in 2018, I wanted to take a cruise for my 40th birthday. Just aged myself, I guess, but I wanted to take a cruise for my 40th birthday. We reached out to a friend of Sam's, uh, who was working in the cruise industry at the time. And we asked him if I want to take a cruise for my birthday, which cruise line should I take? And he said, hands down Disney. And so we booked it and never looked back. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to try some other cruise lines here, but in the near future, but um, we love Disney Cruise Line, and that's how we discovered it was a friend of Sam's. So there you go, and a friend of Adrian's. It's, it's, <laughs> the, same,
0: it's the same friend who got me. <laughs> I don't understand how that I know. happened. So
1: Disney, your best marketing utility is Craig. Um, <laughs> um, all right, we got a few more listener questions here. All right, Drew on our Facebook page asked, "What are cruise itineraries that don't exist that you would like to see added?" All right. I will throw it to Adrian first. Adrian, what's a cruise, a uh, cruise itinerary that Disney doesn't currently offer that you'd like to see added.
0: I, oh, that's hard. Um, I don't, I really, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I really <laughs> never thought about it. I'm stuck. Yeah. I never really thought about where I would want to go. I mean, they, they kind of shift like, right. Like, I would love personally to do the Mediterranean, but they do that. Mm -hmm. I just haven't done it. Um, I don't know. They have the Eastern, they have the Western Caribbean. I don't, I don't, I don't know.
1: I'm going to say New Zealand or Australia is my top pick because they don't currently sail there. And I think those are amazing spots to sail. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sam, do you have one?
2: Yeah. Well, I would I would go with you on New Zealand and Australia. But the other one that I would say is cruising in Asia. I, there are a lot of other there are other cruise lines, international cruise lines that sail That's interesting. Yeah, that sail in Asia. And I do think one of the things that makes me nervous about traveling in Asia is is a food. And so um, I think a lot of my food issues would be eased by having the cruise as my home away from home. So,
0: um, that's, that's a good way to look at it. I like that. (laughs)
1: Um, all right. A couple more questions here. Um, this one also from Drew, what is the first thing you will do when you finally get back on a ship? (laughs) Um, i'm gonna say uh and we have an episode coming out where we'll probably repeat this the first thing i'm probably going to do is break down in tears when they call our family's name as we enter the atrium honest just quite honestly that'll be an emotional moment
2: yeah i think for me so i obviously that's gonna happen um but uh I, I'm I'm gonna run to wherever the sign up for Apollo is <laughs> <laughs> because we you know we did not get Apollo brunch and I'm gonna see if it's available. I don't know. Yeah, if but it then will we gotta be. get a
1: kids club then we gotta get a kids club reservation too, which well, will also we'll be f- difficult. But yeah. we'll we'll yeah. figure
2: it out. We'll figure it out. Um, he can just hang out on the pool deck by himself. We'll find a nice family to watch him. <laughs> I'm
1: just Adrian, kidding. Wants- go
0: play some mini go play some mini golf for a little yeah, while <laughs> for two hours. Well,
1: Daddy gets his fill of sticky buns. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Adrian, what's the what's the first thing you're going to do when you get back on a ship
0: go on the aqueduct oh <laughs> yeah that's a
1: good one That's a good one That's a good one
0: <laughs> and, and sign up for the massage Ooh, yes. uh, yeah that's yeah.
1: a good one too good one.
0: Go to census.
1: all right do you have any traditions you do every sailing regardless of itinerary or ship uh we do we do have one um i like to send a postcard from every port that we uh we enter and so I love that. um they sometimes take a long time to get back to us because we had a few show up in the middle of the pandemic, uh, like eight months after we had mailed them. From summer
2: of 2019. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we mail a postcard back home, uh, at every port. That's, that's a big family tradition for us. Um, Adrian, what about, do you have family traditions that you guys do on the cruise? The, well,
0: okay. So we always take a picture on the staircase. Always. That's a given. I always get the, um, the glass when you walk on the drink of the day and yeah. the first glass um, and toast to a smooth sound.
1: Oh, nice. 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 nice.
0: I
2: always eat the sticky date pudding dessert <laughs> that's a tradition for me
1: always with the food always, always the food.
2: yes always always
0: um, that's okay at least she's with the food yeah. i'm sitting here saying no The booze. yeah the booze. Well, and, the and booze. i'm
2: always going to every single one of the shows, the shows. in the yeah. evening it, it, it has to be a different one i won't go to the same you know on one sailing if for example this sailing we're headed on i don't know what show they'll be uh uh, featuring, but it's only going to be one show. And so I'll see it, but I'll see it once. I'm not going to see it four times on one sailing, but I always go see at least once all of the shows. All
1: right. I love the show. All right. We got, we got a question from Mike here. Mike is asking when and how much extra do you tip such as Palo, Remy room service and exceptional service. So I'll take that one for our family. Um, so, uh, Mike, I go back to something my grandfather told my father who told me. And so my grandfather was a very, very frugal individual, but he always tipped people well. And his philosophy was it means more to them than it ever will to me. Uh, just the idea that he was out having dinner. He could afford to have dinner. He could afford to give the tip. And so mm-hmm. when I tip, I tip very, very generously um, because I want people to you know, be, you know, uh, it means more to them than it does to me in that moment. And, um, in terms of when I tip, we do tend to tip for really exceptional service. And so we have frequently, uh, tipped beyond what's what's required or suggested for our uh, dining team, especially if they've Mm -hmm. really gotten to know us and really leaned in and really made the experience special, we will tip extra. I have tipped the um, head server in the dining room one time when he went really above and beyond for us to get us at a table that we really wanted to be at. He really just went above and beyond to put us in a section with a particular server we liked, so I tipped him. and we have tipped our stateroom attendant um, over the time. I would say most sailings, we tip our stateroom attendant more than what's required. The amount varies. Um, I will just, I will say on an 11 night sailing, we have tipped our dining staff up to like, you know, like a hundred dollars each beyond what is required just because of the amount of time we spend with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, similar for a stateroom attendant. I'd say for the main dining s- server, not as much and not as often, but those tend to be folks that we tip more. And then if we have dinner and power or Remy, the service is typically quite exceptional in those locations. And so we would tip on par with what we would do on land for the kind of experience that we get. So that's our philosophy on tipping. I don't know, Adrian, if you have a different philosophy or a particular philosophy that you follow around tipping. No, I
0: have exactly your philosophy. And I also feel that... When I am on that ship, there is not one moment that they have not made me feel that I am almost the only person that they Mm -hmm. are there for and doing for. And I am very, very generous with that constantly on the ship and specifically Paolo. I mean, I can't even begin to discuss the service (laughs) and even the stateroom attendant when I would be walking by and on my way to the gym and he's like, you're up so early. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to try and get a workout. And Just the greetings and the mornings yeah. and the how are you? Can I do anything? Mm-hmm. There isn't anything that they don't do. They put 110% in and they get you yeah. want to do yeah. because they are, are so they become like family and you want to do it for them. Yeah. Too. Yeah. The, the, it's the, funny the, is
1: what's funny is the comment about you're up so early in the morning. You're like up already in the hallway with your cart dressed, shower ready to go. So like yeah. you're up way earlier than I am. So yeah. yeah,
2: yeah the yeah. the other thing that I, I like to remind our remind ourselves is that most of the folks who work on these ships, um, the folks who are going to be your stateroom attendants, who are you going to be your, your, um, main dining, uh, folks, these are people not from countries like the United States. These are people who are typically sending the money home to their families, to their children back Mm -hmm. in their home countries of, um, Indonesia or India or, you know, just all over the world. And so from Jamaica,
0: yeah. Yeah.
2: So the, this is, these are folks who that, that money can go a long way to them in their home country. So, you know, giving them an extra $40 tip at the end of a, you know, four night cruise, uh, on top of what the recommended amount is that you may have prepaid, that is going to mean something to them. And that $40 you might spend, you know, very quickly for a family of four at Starbucks. So yeah. think about it yeah. that way. I will
1: be I will be tipping generously on our first cruise back because I, I really, those folks have not sailed in a long time. I think they are doing, um, you know, I, I applaud them for coming back. And I hope that that Disney is treating them well as they do come back. Um, so yeah. yeah. Um, All right, just a couple more questions here. Uh, We're going to rapid fire this one. I'm going to start with you, Sam, because you have a whole podcast dedicated to this. What is your favorite Disney Plus show?
2: Oh, my goodness. Favorite Disney Plus show. Okay, well, it already finished, um, and I'm going to say it was Falcon and Winter Soldier. I absolutely, I've loved all three of the Disney Plus, Marvel, Cinematic Universe uh, shows, um, WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and then recently Loki. But I just loved the social themes and the characters, and I loved Falcon becoming Captain America. Sorry, spoiler. Oh. Um, so I love those, but a recent favorite, which is a book <laughs> you series, can't give a favorite. I know you I can't, can't even give, give a one favorite. favorite. Just but a one recent, favorite. no, but I actually am really enjoying right now the Mysterious Benedict Society series. I loved the. I've read all of the books See, and I loved you them. You do that
1: and you steal mine. See, that's that's. Sorry.
2: What, <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to throw it to
1: Brian
0: now. Oh <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: Well, okay. potato going to Adrian, uh, so I can figure well, out. So Adrian, right. your favorite Disney Plus series.
0: Was Wandavision? Oh nice. I I I loved it. I loved everything about it, and I I cried into a ball when it ended. It was wonderful. Was like, no. They all, all of them. And I knew how it was going to end. I knew it was not going to end the way I wanted it to be with the happily ever after moment. But it just it left me wanting more. Loved it. So good.
1: Yeah, I'm just going to stick with what I was originally going to say. The mysterious Benedict Society. I think it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I love the main character in there. The kid actors are really fun, um, and I love what's Constance. Is it Constance? Yeah. Is that her name? I actually am yeah. a big fan of Constance. Other people hate her. I love Constance. So I'm oh, going to stick we, with the mysterious Benedict Society. The other
2: one that Brian loves. Brian, you forgot to say this. You should have said this. Cruella. Brian's well, that's obsessed. That's
1: a movie. That's a movie, not I know, a series. But it's a
2: movie, and you're. I, I, love, mean, we, Cruella. Brian, I love Cruella. Brian, I love it too. But Brian is like obsessed. You guys.
1: Well, yeah, I love that movie. I love that movie. All right. Last question coming from Jessica uh, from our Facebook page. And she is asking for top five tips for first-time cruisers. So I am going to not do top five. We're each going to give a deep cut tip because I did point Jessica in the direction of a blog post we have over at our Touring Plans around some top five tips for for new cruisers. Mm -hmm. So let's go beyond the obvious here. A deep cut tip for a first-time cruiser. Um, my tip, I'll start off to give you guys some time to think my tip is once things are much more normal back to normal, uh, one of my favorite things to do, we always fly in the night before the cruise. That is like a, there's a freebie tip always fly in the night before, never fly in the day of that is just asking for something to go wrong and for you to miss the ship. We love to stay yes. at the Hyatt MCO for one reason, if you're sailing out of Port Canaveral, and that is because of the Disney Cruise Line transportation that leaves from MCO in the morning. It's like the Magic Express for, for Disney Cruise Line, except you have to pay for it. And the tip buried in here is that if you can get on that first or second Disney Cruise Line bus, and assuming things you know, kind of revert back to what they were pre-COVID and the port arrival times are a little bit more of a suggestion and not a, not a hard and fast requirement of when you can show up, those first two buses get into the terminal before everyone else. And so you can get through check-in with minimum hassle and be ready to get on the ship very, very quickly if you're on one of those first two buses. And if you're like us and you had a friend who was in boarding group one and you've saved your boarding group one card, you can just sail right onto the sail right onto the ship because they have not changed those boarding group cards and I don't know how long. So <laughs> we have a boarding group one card lurking around and we use it all the time. So that's my tip for first time cruiser. Use those uh, use those early buses from MCO to get into the port, checked in, and ready to get on board to maximize your time on the ship. Adrian, that is a very good. One. Yeah, Adrian, your tip. Okay,
0: my tip is always make sure you have a carry on bag with your bathing suit, sunscreen, and anything you want because your luggage and your stateroom will not be ready. And most people go on and they think, oh, I'll go to my room and I'll change and I'll do whatever. And it doesn't work that way. And sunscreen, you cannot buy anything in the stores. They do not open until they start sailing. So make sure you bring sunscreen on the cruise with you. I love getting the drink of the day glass when you first get on because then it's only like a $5 drink every time you go to the bar. Mm -hmm. And... Those are my little tidbits. Oh, and get get your reservations to the spot early when you get on that boat. If you want to go on the go to the spot or do it from home, you can even do it from home prior to going on the cruise.
2: Yeah. Unless you want to take advantage of specials. If you're really cost conscious, then wait till you're on board, but you might not get what you, what you want. Then
0: you might not get the day or the time. If you are very specific and you want it at a certain time, certain day, other words, make that one of your first stops and you'll be able to get what you want and how you want it. Yeah.
2: Okay, my tip is going to be around dining, rotational dining specifically, because I'm going to tell you for your first cruise to skip the Remy and Paolo and stick with main dining so that you can experience all three dining rooms, uh, even multiple times.
1: If you're on a three night, if you're on a three, uh, if you're on a longer cruise, I wouldn't say shy away from Remy and Paolo.
2: I'm just saying I think that there's a lot to experience in the main dining room if you haven't been on a cruise before. If you haven't been on a Disney cruise before, there's a lot to experience. But the the tip I'm going to give you is to tell you that in non-COVID times, you are going to be seated with another family unless your party is you know, maybe six or bigger. So know that or your request. You you request. request, right. That's what I was yeah. going to say. So if you are a party of two, three, four, even five, occasionally, you may get seated with another party or two or three. If you're a couple, you're likely to get uh, seated with several other couples. So if you don't want to socialize with strangers, make a request to be seated alone. Uh, or just be prepared to be friendly and put on your extroverted outgoing pants and try and make <laughs> new friends. So some people don't like it. I, I think it's a kind of a fun thing to do, um, but I think there's there's a big division. But if you don't know what's going to happen, from what I've understood from fr- folks who've sailed and didn't know that was going to happen, they actually mm-hmm. didn't like it more because they weren't prepared for it than anything. So that's my tip to a first-time cruiser.
1: Well, there you go. Three, three tips, three deep cut tips there for first time cruisers. So with that, thanks for all the questions out there. Keep them coming. And uh, if you watch live, you're always free to submit a question into the YouTube chat or the Facebook chat, and we will try to answer it live for you. Uh, But with that, I want to thank Adrian for joining us as always. Adrian, do you want to let folks know where they can find you? Because you are also a fabulous uh, Disney travel specialist.
0: Thank you. Let it go journeys. And it's 516-728-6565. And anytime you need anything, let me know. Awesome. All right. Well,
1: thanks everybody for watching this evening and uh, we will see you next time. As always, we want to thank Adrian for taking the time to come on with us and chat some Disney Cruise Line news and answer a few listener questions. And we will circle back to that rapid fire round. You can you can dig back through our catalog and uh, find our earlier rapid fire round if you'd like. But uh, but yeah, really appreciate Adrian coming on to talk some Disney Cruise Line news with us. And we'll be back next month with more. Uh, we hope to continue to do these episodes live. So watch out for those once a month. We're still tinkering with the time, so hopefully we'll find a time that's a little easier on folks uh, to participate on the East Coast. But we love having listeners watch and listen live and be able to submit. Questions. So we're going to try to do that a little bit more for the uh, these kind of bonus shows. With that, I do want to thank everyone out there for listening to and watching the live stream this week as our bonus show. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL duo each week. Please also leave us those five star reviews over Apple Podcasts. We love getting listener feedback and hearing from our listeners. So leave those reviews and we will read them on the air in our main shows each and every week for as long as we have reviews to read. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at DCLDUO. You can also join our DCL Duo vlog and podcast Facebook group if you'd like to join a conversation with some like-minded DCL Duo fans and cruisers like yourself. And you can head over to the DCL Duo YouTube channel, youtube.com slash DCLDUO. That is one of the places that we broadcast these live shows. The other is our Facebook group. So head over there, click subscribe so you can get notifications about our upcoming live shows. If you'd like to support the show, you can head over to touringplans.com travel to book your next fabulous Disney or Disney Cruise Line vacation. Just let them know that the DCL duo sent you to help support us. Or you can head over to patreon.com slash DCL duo and join one of our monthly support tiers. You've heard our shout out for our Patreon members on the show up front. If you'd like your name included in that list, Head over, pick a support tier, and we'd love to have you. The DCL Duo podcast and vlog are not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Walt Disney Company, or the Walt Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night.